from Lessons for Living. We hope that you're enjoying the radio program. This is a great radio station, 91.5. We pray that God will help you do life you have right. tuned in to the Make Your Day Count broadcast with Pastor Errol Beckford, Senior Pastor of Celebration Tabernacle Church, President of Celebration Marketplace Ministries, and author of Make Life Work in a Fast-Paced World. And here's Pastor Beckford. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Make your day count. This is the day. The Lord has made. And we will. Rejoice. And be glad. In it. In this day, this Wednesday morning, right here in the midst of the week, this winning Wednesday, wonderful Wednesday. Good morning to you this morning, this afternoon, this evening, wherever you find yourself hearing this broadcast. We welcome you, and we want to continually remind you to make your day count. count. We are in the book, The Robe of Many Colors. Get the book. Get the book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's available on Amazon, Walmart.com, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, anywhere you get your books online. You could get The Robe of Many Colors by Diana Robinson. And we are in Chapter 10 on Recompense. So we just go, go through a few lines, and then we get off in the, in the scriptures and such. So make sure you get the book. you got to get a book. <laughs> Because you you're definitely not going to get it all on this broadcast. <laughs> you got to get the book because we just pick up key points out of the book. You know, when you study, you mark the key points in that chapter. So what we do, just pick up some key points. But there are lots of meat that we have not touched on. And as a, as a matter of fact, we bring some fresh meat mm-hmm. yes. to the book. Mm-hmm. So these are the hard-on you're getting. Yes. <laughs> you got to get the book. Every reader, I says, is a winner. winner. Mm-hmm. Every reader is a winner. Yeah. And every winner is a reader. Go check <laughs> out the winners. They can tell you that they read from other people. Mm-hmm. They read. Why well, book become bestseller? It become bestseller because the person who write that book had success in his life. Mm-hmm. You don't write a book, just write a book. You write a book because you have some level of success mm-hmm. in life and you're not selfish. That's why yeah. people have to understand why book is out there. Mm-hmm. Those people are not selfish. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we misunderstand that, okay, they just want to sell book. No way. No. Yeah, because if you really knew how much work goes into the, the book, book and how little you really get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They don't really want to sell book. They want you to get the knowledge. Mm. They're like the like the the three leper at the gate of Samaria, and the great famine was in the land. And they said, "Man, if we sit here, we're gonna die." Mm-hmm. And but if we go over in the Assyrian territory, we might find some food and we might not die. Mm-hmm. But if they kill us, we were gonna die anyway. <laughs> You know, die. Think of that reason. Yeah, the go for it. Yeah, this is a man. Mm. If they kill us, we're going to die anyway. Mm. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> Let's make a try. At yeah. least we have 1% shot. Yeah. Sitting at the gate of Samaria, we have mm-hmm. no percent. Yeah. But if we move, we have a 1% okay. shot. Yeah. And look here. When they've got there, God performed one of the greatest miracles. Mm-hmm. They got the food. Yeah. Then they were selfish. That's I bring that to say that's what... Authors, writers, does mm-hmm. who write substance. Mm-hmm. They're not selfish. Mm-hmm. They don't say, they, they says now, they got the food. Mm-hmm. They says, we don't do well if we just keep it 
as a secret. Mm -hmm. So we need to go tell. So that's what you're doing. Mm -hmm. The revelation that you got, you don't do well to just write it. Right. Or not write it, but just get the benefit mm -hmm. because it's in you and I share it. So that's what we're do you're doing. Mm -hmm. You're sharing knowledge that was locked up mm -hmm. in you and you operating those knowledge. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to explain this to our listeners that they understand why they are to buy books yeah. of people who have gone through things mm -hmm. so you can learn when you are hit with trials mm -hmm. and a situation hits you, then you can draw back on the knowledge that you gain from the book. Yeah, because somebody else's overflow is now becoming your substance. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And I know in your book, Pastor, you wrote about, you know, mentors. Yeah. We are mentored through books. Yes. Because people we may not have been able to talk to, people that may not even have been alive in the same time that we're alive, when we read the books that they've written, they're depositing back into us. They're mentoring us through the book. You know, sometimes somebody sits down and talks to you. You can't really capture everything that they're saying. You remember some of what they're saying, but you That's can't right. capture every detail. But if you have the book. You could go back into the different pages and when different things come up and could go back and see what did that person really do. say? What yeah. did they really do? Yeah. What they do. What they do. In my, in, in my book, as you touch on there, when situations come up in my in my life in business, I always go back and, mm. and check out Head uh, Simith, you know, FedEx guy, mm. and uh, Mary Kay. Mary Kay, yeah. what did she do? She could have quit. She lost her husband. Mm -hmm. She only had $5,000, mm -hmm. but yet she built up empire. Mm -hmm. So I go back to yeah. see what she do, and then I get strength. Yeah, because sometimes say, oh, if I could have just met this person, if I could have just spent the day with them. Yeah, no. no, you probably wouldn't even remember everything yeah. that happened. You nah. need, But the book, if you have yeah, the book, book <laughs> you get go back to it again and again. And read it. <laughs> you have it with you. <laughs> and you know when you're reading somebody's book, mm -hmm. no interruption. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so all we're right. in Chapter 10, Red, the Color of Recompense, Because He Recovered All. So we went in and we talked about the definition of perseverance. We're to persevere under duress. So in Potiphar's house and in the prison, Joseph persevered as he continued to operate in his God-given gifts under duress, which melted the power of the enemy. So when we continue to operate in our God-given gifts, even under duress, it melts the power of the enemy. So we have Genesis chapter 40, verses 1 through 8. It came to pass after these things that the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt offended their lord, the king of Egypt. And Pharaoh was angry with his two officers, the chief butler and the chief baker. So he put them in custody in the house of the captain of the guard, in the prison, the place where Joseph was confined. And the captain of the guard charged Joseph with them, and he served them. So they were in custody for a while. Then the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt, who were confined in the prison, had a dream, both of them, each man's dream in one night, and each man's dream with its own interpretation. And Joseph came into them in the morning and looked at them and saw that they were sad. So he asked Pharaoh's officers who were with him in the custody of his Lord's house, saying, Why do you look so sad today? And they said to him, We each have had a dream, and there is no interpreter of it. So Joseph said to them, 
do not interpretations belong to God? Tell them to me, please. So all in there, there's so much just in those eight verses right there. Joseph was wrongfully accused and put into the prison. He did what was right. He fled sexual immorality when Potiphar's wife was advancing toward him. The Bible says day after day. Sometimes we just think it was a one-time incident. But when you go through in the scriptures, it says day Day after after day. day. This woman was trying to get at him. The Bible says that Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. And day after day, his ruler's wife was trying to get at him. And you know how people think and such. He could have been spiteful. Oh, you're going to have me in this house as a slave. Now I'm going to mess with your wife. (laughs) He could have been spiteful. But he said above all that he feared God. So he fled from that situation. He fled from the sexual um, immorality. And on one particular day, she had grabbed him by his garment. So as he fled out, she had his garment in her hand. And then she turned around um, to her husband later and she was like, he tried to get at me. So she totally lied. She totally flipped the script. But he was then now put in prison. So he had just made this tremendous comeback from being sold into the house as a slave to being promoted to where he was in charge of everything in Potiphar's house. In the Bible, it says that Potiphar, all he knew what was going on was what was on his fork that he was putting to his mouth, what he was eating, because everything else was under Joseph's trust and rulership in the house. So he had just went, made this humongous gain from being coming in as a slave to now being the administrator over Potiphar's house. You know, the wife, she's eyeing him. She's trying to get at him. He does the right thing. He flees from her, but she accuses him. So now this is the second time somebody has his garment in his hand and brings forth false accusations because it's the same thing really that happened um, with the brothers. When the brothers had his coat, had his robe, and then they had dipped it in the animal blood and they presented it to his father and they said to his father, do you know whose coat this is? And then the father had made an assumption based off of altered evidence. He said, oh, surely, he said, that's Joseph's coat, and surely he's been devoured by animals. But the brothers never told the dad any of that. He made, the dad, Jacob, he made an assumption based off of altered evidence. And same thing now, Potiphar's wife, she has the garment in her hand. She's telling her husband this story. He tried to get at me. He believes her, and he puts him into the prison. So there's, here's these two people that have his garment, and it's altered evidence. It's not the truth. And that's how the devil is. The, the devil will present things to you, altered evidence, and then leave you up to your own reasoning to reason it out negatively. So that's why our mind has to continually be renewed and we must be established in the truth and we must be asking um, questions and not just accepting false evidence as reality because they are accepting false evidence as reality, making judgments based off of things that are not the truth. So anyway, so now he ends up in the prison. So he went from low to high back down. So he could have been spiteful. He could have been acting in any kind of way. He could have been tearing up the whole prison. But instead, he chose to remain humble to God and to use his gifts at the level that he was. Because he had these two gifts. He has the gift of administration and he has the gift of the dream interpretation. So he has these two gifts because we got to get this. And he uses them in any circumstance that he finds himself in. He doesn't wait Well, maybe one day when I get out of this prison, I'll go back to what God showed me. No, 
wherever he is, wherever life's circumstances bring him, he's using his gifts for the glory of God. And because he's using his gifts for the glory of God, God is prospering him. So this is his, he's in the prison, but it's also his training ground. Cause we got to get, it talks about this more in the book. I'm just kind of just going from my head right now. But when he had, when he was in that prison, he interprets these dreams. They're correct interpretations. When Joseph was 17 years old, he had these, had dreams about where God was taking him, the level of elevation where God was taking him. But he had not seen anything up to this point to match the dreams that he had had as a 17-year-old boy. So he doesn't have anything, any substance, any reference point if his gift of dream interpretation works until now when he's in the prison. When he's in the prison, it's verified. He interprets these dreams, and as he interpreted those dreams, it came to pass very quickly. So that proved to him that his gift of dream interpretation, which he gives all the credit onto God, the interpretation belongs to the Lord, but it shows him that it works because later in his life, he's going to be presented before Pharaoh and he has to be confident in his gifting. So he had to practice his gifting where he was so he could become confident in his gifting the day that he stands before Pharaoh and he interprets the dreams. So this time where he's in the prison, it's, it's to benefit him. He's practicing his gift of dream interpretation and he's getting, showing, it's being verified that it works. He knew administration works because he did that in Potiphar's house. He had proof that that gift was good and it worked in him. But now in the prison, this is when it's being verified onto him about the gift of dream interpretation. Make your day count. Thank you for tuning in to the Make Your Day Count broadcast with Pastor Errol Beckford, Senior Pastor of Celebration Tabernacle Church in the beautiful city of Coco. For more information on this broadcast, please contact us at 321-638-0381. Tune in tomorrow to hear more about how you can make your day count. Hey, this is Daryl Evans. Your passion for Jesus will be inspiring to others, so keep listening to today's modern worship on WMIE 91.5 FM. This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. This is Morning Breath. We are a drive-time devotion sure to 